It's no, I was there last year. I saw what happened. I saw how far in front of everyone other than Hottie he was, mm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And I thought about how Hottie's a lot older than him. Yeah. And how he's just so young he's and on his so way much up. room yeah and it's the just and and i just remember the thing the feeling i got last year was man that was so great to see hottie win and derek's gonna be the next multi-olympia champ that was my thought hey everybody welcome to it's just bodybuilding myself big ron parlow i'm here with dusty hanshaw and the producer scott mcnally how are you doing guys Fantastic. Ready to travel. How about You're you guys? In it, in it to win it. Every day. Okay. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. I held that there one longer. There we go. And remember, I am Mutant.com. Mutant sponsoring the show. Mutant Hardcore. Go to IamMutant.com. Get your ISO surge. Get your all-in, and everyone should get on the gear. Dusty20. Big Ron 20. Those are your two codes. Use one of them. Help one of us out. Help you out. Done deal. Okay. It's about you. No, yeah, it's about you. Yeah, yeah. But use mine. Okay. So <laughs> it's, Olymp- it's Olympia week. Oof. Already. Scott, Scott hasn't said anything yet. I'm wondering if his mic's on. He did a little chuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. fake I'm here. Look I'm here. Go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just sitting quietly. You guys are the talent here. I'm just running things in the background. Doing my thing. You and know, I, I have, noticed he's never that? said that before until someone said our last episode sucked. And now I was yeah. like, it's not I'm me. Just here. It's just not me. This is producer. Up, I do my best know, with these guys. I listen, control listen. over these guys. <laughs> this is yeah. their show. Their yeah, show. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. I, <laughs> I don't have a camera on me. <laughs> I saw the hands go up. He's like, oh, yeah. the show Whoa, sucked. Hands off. No, exactly. Okay, so it is Olympia week, so we have to touch on the Olympia. You know what I mean? We have to. I'm going. Dusty's going. Scott's not going. Yeah. After the uh, my trip to Australia, I decided that I couldn't financially make the decision to go. Like I just I couldn't justify it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Had a huge trip. That said, and we just went to Swiss uh, last weekend. So that all said, if there's anything I'm going to miss, I mean, I will miss seeing the show and I definitely will have some FOMO not being there, but I will miss getting to meet our listeners. Cause like to me, that's the number one thing about being there is getting to hang out and just meet everybody who listens to the shows. Like that was my freaking highlight of the Olympia last year. No question. How about you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, people that come up and say, Either I watch the podcast or I watch Mutant on a Mission. Those are yeah. my two favorite things, right? Because, you know, and then, then we have, like, lots to talk about. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's always really cool. I uh, I enjoy both of those a lot. But, yeah, it's great to meet the listeners, man. And, um, and I mean, most of them are all the same people. So it's like it's not like right. there's a big difference. It's the same people anyway. So, yeah, it works out. Yeah. Yeah. If you know they listen to the show, it's instantly like, okay, you're cool. You know what I mean? It's like we we get along. 
we are on the same wavelength. We probably have the same sense of humor. And, uh, you know, you know, all of our little idiosyncrasies, dusty square right. plates, Ron right. sandwich phobias, you know, all of, yeah. all of that. You, you like me. at least one of us. So yeah. there's like some relation. <laughs> and probably dislike at least one of us as well. Yeah, and just probably yeah. dislike at least one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, judging by the comments, always, yeah. always one of us. One of us is in the doghouse at all times. Yeah, I think we're all going to be after this episode uh, doing this uh, Olympia preview. Guys, we have an important Olympia preview. We're going to break it down person by person and predict who's going to win. It's time to get serious. The most thorough coverage of any any podcast currently in bodybuilding. Okay, so I want to focus on Ian. Ian, it, let's see. What are his chances this year? He's winning <laughs> the show for sure. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm expecting the best Ian ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I'm so I really keep up. And then I call stuff. Brett 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 for second. Solid second. Brett Wilkin top five for sure. I don't know about second, but I got him in yeah. I saw him training on Instagram a couple months ago. I thought there's nothing stopping this guy. Nathan yeah, we Ash are, will be out of this world slash out of this country. We um, are up to speed. Yes. That's Look, it. You're We're most, done. Your most you valid in. Olympia predictions here. The truth in hey, bodybuilding. Here's a guarantee. Yes. Ian will be happier than he's ever been at the Olympia before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's gonna be well. He'll probably you know, have the best time. He'll probably yeah, have the best Olympia. A lot less ever. stress, a lot less pressure. This He'll year. probably just spend the entire Olympia getting greeted by happy fans and then watching Bumstead kick ass and then yeah. eating pizza and ice cream. And I don't know. I could see him going to Disney World for some reason. Oh yeah. Did totally. you guys I, I have to derail this real quick because that's what I do. Yeah. Did you see his ten spicy chicken sandwich video? No, I did not. No, I saw oh, the, I saw the thumbnail and what a yeah, champion! Eat all ten. All right, first off, he goes <laughs> and he gets just them, taste all. them all. He gets them all. He yeah. does a taste test of all, then rates so there's them ten. I'm just thinking who in who, order across the table for which ones he likes, and then he starts smashing. He gets at five. He's hurting, right? Yeah. And he's oh. and he did say in the beginning, he goes, "I'm never, I'm not finishing these." You know, he got eight down. Okay. I was like, that's a lot. And the only ones yeah. he really left were like two that he wouldn't order anyways once he had had a bite of them. Yeah. So it's like, you know, fortunately, because in the beginning he was, I'm going to start at the worst and then work my way up. And I, I assume it was unless in the background. It's like, I would start with your favorites because you're not going to make it to the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Although if you do um, start with the worst, then it's like, then you have a treat. You're like, at least I enjoy this, even though I'm super it's full. It's not a treat when you're in death mode. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 So it's not, it's here's, here's a question. What was he using to cleanse his palate? He's, he's got a he was just sipping mouth. water. Just wow. sipping, sipping water. water. And he, he he did take a little herbal break to help things out. Um, I think it must have been like a chamomile tea or something yeah. based on the fact that he said it was herbal. Um, okay. <laughs> but yes, if you guys didn't see it. Go watch it. It was it was entertaining, and I and I enjoyed that. So uh, there's not many videos that I make it through the whole thing, and I was like, oh, I just watched a whole video. It was probably like 12 minutes long. Okay. All okay. right. On to the stuff I don't care about. The guys competing. Okay. Here we go. So let's let's talk. Let's <laughs> talk for real now. Yes. Let's talk for real. Okay. So we're looking at top five here. Um. So Gee, I'm thinking we pick we pick uh. Do you want to do top five or do you want to pick top four plus a wild card? 
Mm, okay. Okay. Well, I, 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 I like that idea, even though my answer wouldn't change. Um, okay. Can I, can I just throw my, my yeah, fifth that, place right your, now? What's your top five? All right. Well, I'm, I'm just th- starting. Justin Shire's in the top five this year. Okay. I want to okay. see that. I want to see that happen. I, I see that. He, he, he looks bonkers. His waist has somehow actually gotten smaller. And then everything else got bigger. I mean, he literally, like, the shots he's putting up right now, I was like, it's it's scary knowing that they're not altered and that he's like, his talent is just getting warm. I'm like, what is he going to look like in a year or two? Yeah. So I, I and this isn't even like, like, oh, I hope or I'd like to see. I actually think he's going to be in the top five. I think he's going to pass a lot of great guys and land there. So that's my, if we're calling it a wild card, but I don't think it's wild. That's, that's my top five. Okay. Okay. That's good. Where are you guys at? Oh, we're doing one at a time. We're not walking all the way out on the end of the plank. I mean, I'll dive right through. If you need, (laughs) I just got to read them all. Um, I think this is where I'm going to piss a lot of people off. So um, I think that fourth is going to be, Nick Walker. Oh, okay. I think that third, so I'm scrolling down my list here. Third is going to be, I'm missing a name. Where is it? Yep, there's names missing from this list. Yeah, who's um, missing? What? Where is, um, one sec, read slowly, Dusty. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Justin, it's a lot of pressure Hunter, Kamal, to Nathan. read publicly. You know what I mean? Well, I'm trying to read words that aren't there. Um, yeah. <laughs> because Who's where's missing? where's uh, where's Andrew? Oh. Is he right in front of me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chinaday, Andrew Obeckies, Obekier from UAE. He's like f- six from the bottom. Okay. That's, An- that's Andrew Jack. I just don't know his name. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm, I've got him... <laughs> I Remember got what Chris Aceto said. I know, but I I got him in third. Refresher, Ron. What did Chris Aceto say about Andrew Jack? He said, mark my words, which is like a joke phrase that he uses when he yes. says this to me. Because he yeah. says, what a weird, said, what a weird saying. Um, he goes, mark my words, Andrew Jack will win the Olympia. All right. There's that. All right. So, I love what I'm in the midst of my. I love being in the midst of my thing and then talking myself around it as well, because now I've got like two spots left and three guys to put in them. Yeah, it gets because I have I I have uh, you know obviously you've got uh, a a little fellow that won last year. Um, Oh yeah, nobody's talking about Hadi, are they? Yeah, and he's going to be awesome. So he's he's going to mess up my whole cart right here. So you know, he and Nick might be you know bouncing around there but i need justin to stay in so i'm, I'm kicking hottie out either way uh and i'm giving derek second and okay. i got samson winning yeah, yeah. i just you know, think samson be- is frightening so uh, here's my thought it's the old aceto you know five-story building that's amazing next to the 10-story building that's amazing so with that said i wonder if if they do have samson for first that you know last year Everybody who was up there, we had like when you think of Hadi and Derek going toe to toe, yeah, yeah you they're think the, Alex the same. Or, 
Or Andrew would then be in second, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, then you've got somebody else to compare to him. Who is that? Andrew Jack. What about, uh, you know, I don't want to put um, Brandon out of this. Because, I mean, although, you know, he won the Olympia a few years ago and, and nobody's really been talking about him. I mean, he's still Brandon Curry. We know he's got incredible shape. We know that at the, he's he, and he's a black dude so it's not like he's gonna go over the hill he could do this forever if he wanted to if he comes yeah, he's in the dexter he's got the dexter exactly thing going on. exactly yeah, he's, he's, getting getting better. Better. he's got the he good threw black me guy off genetics. with the black comment i was like well it's all a, the great guys are <laughs> right right he's got the black guy genetics man he could keep doing this for a decade if he wanted to so it's, i yeah. you know don't don't put him out that's all i'm gonna say so so your, I, turn, your turn's coming to not put him out buddy i'm waiting <laughs> i <laughs> I my I I think the top five is gonna be um there's gonna be a few people that are gonna look absolutely mind boggling and they're just it's gonna be too crowded yeah and I um, can see that I, I think that this is gonna be a year where that we, we look at the top ten and 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 really see like crazy depth again and that's oh that's, yeah that's a real positive thing and just think of who's not gonna be there like Rami's not gonna be there. Yeah. Um, you know, Kamal's not going to be there. Nathan's not going to be there. Ian's not going to be there. So yeah. it's just like, just think of all those guys. Those guys are all like really good, really good. You know, they'll come in shredded to the bone. You know, they'll have winter conditioning, right? Winter conditioning. It, you know, it, and those are the best Olympias where you see guys in 12th that have like just as good a conditioning as anyone on the show. And, and right. I think that's going to be this year. I think we're going to see a fantastic Olympia. I have my top five, and it's it's just so crowded, but I've got Brandon Curry in the top five. Yes, I, thank you. I think I, I've been watching him on Instagram. I think he's going to bring his best ever. I, I think Brandon's getting better, which is yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I've got um, Hottie, defending champion in there i've got derek in there i've got Andrew. i want Jack. them in order this is weak oh you want them in order numbers okay. numbers we do brandon <laughs> we do brandon <laughs> we do brandon we'll do nick right we'll do hottie oh all in third brandon nick hottie all right so rude of you you know i put him in sixth um <laughs> yeah 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 andrew jacked and Derek in first. That's my call. Cool. Okay. So you, you have Samson nowhere in the top five. Did, you know what I love I, about this is I scream that out while I don't have the returning champion on top five. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have Hottie. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, I could easily swap someone out there, but hey, and that's also why this too, show's great because people are going to be mad at too. us and they don't realize it's impossible yeah. to get. Well, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> yeah. How could I? How could I not say Samson's name? But like, you just run out of space. I'm like, well, yeah. So this is how I think of it: Samson with another year of even getting better. God, what then? Then what? You know, it's like, you know, it's so crazy. I just, I just think that um, it someone's got to be left out of the conversation. What do you leave Nick out? So what about do you not this? Put Nick in the top five like, for the conversation, right? Do not put Andrew in the Is there five? value to the judges do? and the fans for the guys who are making massive jumps? Because, for example, you know, I put Derek in second just because I know it'll piss people off. Because um, he has made 
the kind of change that looks like he just started bodybuilding in the last year. Like, how do you be as good as he was last year? And then he's annihilating what he was, you know? So I don't see like a hottie being able to make that much improvement is why I'm able to like, even though I, you know, obviously assume he'll be in the top five. I, I like to voice it in this direction. Cause then I'm looking, I'm like, Andrew Jack will be drastically better. Samson will be drastically better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know so what Samson going to look like. It could just be ridiculous. You know, I, remember I, I didn't mark him as like uh, uh, winning the Arnold, and then he walked out, and I was like, "Oh, whoops." <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does he? Does Samson just walk out and win it? I, I think it's like like you said earlier, though. No, no one does because what they're they're say? so good. I mean, you know. So as you guys are yelling at your screen, listening to this, understand that we're literally saying it's impossible to guess. And, and who knows? I mean, you've got those odd chances that most of you guys haven't seen where a guy like Gunther Schlierkamp jumps in and gets fifth from like 972nd the year before. Yeah. And you're like, what, what just happened? Look who at this, this density uh, Brandon has here. This is a couple of weeks ago. It just like he's been criticized sometimes on, on his lower body, right? Like those, I love I that think we those, criticize anything about him. I like, <laughs> it looks like his legs have come up. To me, they look bigger from the back. Adductors are blown. If, yeah, if, if you just if you just go by the Arnold placings, then right. you're then then your top five because yeah. you know Derek Derek and Hottie weren't at the Arnold. So if you're just going to put Samson um, as high as you can based on Arnold, that puts him ahead of Nick and it puts him ahead of Andrew Jack, regardless of any improvements made by Andrew or whatever, and right. Samson. So then you'd have you'd have um, uh, Nick fifth, Andrew Jack fourth, Samson third, and then Derek and Hottie in the one and two spots. If you're just ranking based off previous placings, right? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Obviously, who's beaten yeah. who? Right. So yeah. if you're just doing because you know every year when I do Olympia predictions, I would always just think, well, who's beaten who? Right. And I would that would that would actually be the top five if you're going to go by who's beaten who. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We know that that's not how it always works out because you could do that every year and it's never that it's never right. It's a different group, you know. It's a whole different. <laughs> you know group. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So so um, especially like with the weird, the crazy rates of improvement for a handful of them. So yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a very very crazy show to watch. And yeah, then the like, Olympia. Go ahead. Like, what if you get a best ever mind boggling Instagram version of Hunter? Right. <laughs> like then what? Like, so yeah. there's all these crazy things, right? So, yeah. well, now that Ron know. and I have been wrong, um, Scott, will you set the record straight? Just so oh, no, no, your... I'm having fun over oh, here, no. just you picking at you guys, telling this. you where you're making mistakes. You're and, getting yelled yeah. at too, buddy. You're getting yelled <laughs> I, at. I'm with you guys that there is no telling what is going to happen. And I'm with you, Ron, that this is going to be an absolute blowout of a top 10. And this is assuming that everybody shows up. There's been a period of time there where I was so disappointed by the conditioning that guys brought to the Olympia. I just, you know, we got all excited and then finally it showed up and then there was like three of them that really nailed it. But lately that's not been the case. You know what I mean? Like lately the last, Mm -hmm. like last year, I think of how did the guys turn out and they all came in like spot on, they nailed it. So I'm, I think the likelihood of people actually hitting their mark is going up 
You know, I don't know if it's that they're not trying to just, it used to be that everybody tried to like add 10 pounds, you know what I mean? To get into the Olympia. Uh Right. And I don't know if they're doing that anymore. They're just recognizing that they need to be the best version of themselves. I do think Brandon could do really well. I I, I could see that happening. You know, I, would he win again? Oh my God, that would be the craziest story if he could re-win it. Nobody's counting on that happening. Will it happen uh, the likelihood I don't think is awesome, but that said, he's going to do a lot of damage for anybody who's looking at that top five. Like he, you know, yeah. he's going to be a threat to any of those guys. And another thing is we we uh, we we often don't think about who did the Arnold and who might be tired. Oh um, yeah, and, yeah. And if you remember the old days, like Olympia champ just sat at home all year right like yeah and then everyone else was coming in they're always you know flex wheeler would be there but it's his third show of the year and yeah. you know everyone would be there but it's their second or third show of the year yeah. and dorian was there and he's like yeah i just left my house for the first time in 11 months <laughs> yeah you yeah know what i mean all rested and, and- yeah and then ronnie you know ronnie had that luxury and the year he did the arnold was also the year that he almost got beat by lavrone he wasn't at his best remember yep. yeah, and then yep. they they had to re they said oh he came in too small for that because he just he was fried yeah. so if it can happen to ronnie right yeah you never know. Like we look at, at, at Samson and Andrew and Nick from the Arnold and we yep. think, okay, let's just transpose them to this show. But that's a long period of time. Who's had a, who's had a, a knee injury they haven't mentioned and who's been, mm. who's been battling a digestive issue and who's, you know, not sleeping well. And yeah. Who's got, who's got, who's got inflammation. <laughs> How <laughs> much better could Hottie be from last year? Like how much more room does Hadi have to improve? A few, uh, well, a few pounds of conditioning. He could have been even more conditioned. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how he didn't have a, a a crazy Christmas tree. Like it was a long ways from crazy. His glutes were in. Yeah. So we think, oh, he's peeled, but there's some room there for improved conditioning. Like we've all seen what head to toe, 3D, every single square inch of the body conditioning looks like, right? And mm-hmm. he didn't quite have that. So well, there's room for conditioning improvement. When we walked away from, we all as a collective community walked away from the Olympia last year. I think there was an amazing, over, I'll say overwhelming excitement for Lunsford to come back and win it. That he was going to be like the next great hope for bodybuilding. And I just going by that last year and we, you know, he's, he's just been hanging out, right? He's just, and he's looking incredible. I mean, does he have the tools that it takes to stand next to a guy like Samson in his shape? I don't, I don't know how that's going to be, but I, I could, could it, could it happen though? I think right? could it, anybody. Could it ha- right. Could, <laughs> so, could it, could it, I don't think of anybody in my head that I'd like, couldn't, I, right. think, I mean, truthfully, right. that's what, I, that's what I'm getting around Phil to. Heath. He wouldn't beat him, but. He wouldn't get embarrassed by the best Phillies of so, all time would not embarrass Derek. And that's what I'm so kind of getting yeah. at here is could he do it? There is no question in my so mind that here, could happen. You yeah. just you just put into words what I was unable to <laughs> to gather. The reason people have asked me, why you I see you at Derek winning. Right? Because I even posted on my Instagram, someone said who's gonna win? And I said Derek Lunsford. Yeah. And I just left it. I just said it and left it. And they said, why do you why do you think that? Like, is it just that back video we posted the other day or whatever? And that's what it was. It's no, I was there last year. I saw what happened. 
I saw how far in front of everyone other than Hottie he was, mm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And I thought about how Hottie's a lot older than him. Yeah. And how he's just so young he's and on his so way much up. room. Yeah. And it's the, just and and I just remember the thing the feeling I got last year was, man, that was so great to see Hottie win. And Derek's going to be the fucking next multi-Olympia champ. That was my thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I had it's that been in my too. brain all year. It's just yeah. been in my brain all year. So that's why well, I he said had, that. He has improved. Because uh, that's why, for anyone curious, it's why I what did bounce Hottie out was because I feel other than conditioning, there's nothing else to f- There's no room. Like we're, You didn't look at him and go, well, here's what's missing. And not that you did with Derek, but now that he's sh- put more on, you're like, oh, well, that's what was missing. 17 more pounds put in the most perfect places humanly possible. Like, yeah. and, and Derek is, there's no BS with his Instagram. You know what I mean? So he's going to show up looking better than what we're seeing online. Yeah. And no version of Hottie's improvement in my head can touch that. And that's why I just slid him out. And then it's like, all right, from there, we're going against other guys that are flying up the ranks. Um, and that's the stuff that's exciting to me because that was my complaint when I got into bodybuilding, when it was like the, the era that I got in, which was Ronnie was winning when I started watching and I looked back at the Dorian, but it was like a lot of guys came in. They were very impressive. I'm like, yeah, but I saw that last year. Yeah. That was my argument back in the day. And I was like, yeah, but I saw that, you know? So, I mean, there are years you could, you would have a hard time placing Sean Ray against himself for five years on which one would be first. Because yeah, it, right. it, he never fell, but he never really shot up either. Like, I mean, obviously he had some better shows, but there weren't yeah. those draft jumps like Derek from two years ago to last year, last year to this year, you know, Jay from 2000 to 2001. We're like, oh, Ronnie from 96 to 97. You know what I mean? Where those huge jumps take place. And I think as a fan, that's just what I want to see. You know, that's the beauty yeah. is. I don't really, honestly, as cheesy as it sounds like, I don't care who wins. The idea that I like is we've got years of Olympias where every year we're going to come in and go, who's going to get it? Versus when I came up, it was like, well, you ain't beating Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I love, I love how, uh, I, I love how it's, it's open like this and there's even a discussion to have. Yeah. You know there was no I mean? discussion before. Yeah. That's close. <laughs> One of my favorite lines ever was Dexter Jackson. And uh, I think it was like, what well, was 2008? It was the year he won. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was the year he won. And it was before he won. It was like while he was training for the O and he did a YouTube video. I don't know if it was a muscle tech video or who, I don't remember what video it was. I remember he had elbow sleeves on and he was talking about how his elbows were hurting him because he was old. And he was like laughing about it. And um, I remember he said, um, he said, yeah, I've made a, I've made a living. I've made a career out of catching people when they're off. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't be off around me. And he goes, and this year I'm going to make it count or something like that. And he goes, because there ain't no runaways. This ain't the Ronnie Coleman days. <laughs> <laughs> and I just loved that. I was like, wow, that, that was a mindset. And then I think that's the year he beat Jay. So like, that was like really a cool, you know, yeah. just to see Dexter's mindset in action yeah so but yeah 
There ain't no runaways. This ain't the Ronnie Coleman days. I just love that line. <laughs> just flowed like he's been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's it. We got it out. Olympia coverage. Is that, is that, are we happy with that? We don't need to be the best at everything. <laughs> or anything, for that matter. <laughs> or anything. Or anything at all. <laughs> Even top 10. Just, you know. I like okay. that you guys, when you get done with all your other podcasts, we're there. We're there, yeah, we're there for you. Yeah. We're there for you. After you're done banging all the whores, you can come home to us. <laughs> and we're still here for you. But seriously, I'd be curious. Comment below who do you guys think is going to win the Olympia? Because I, I always like getting the perspective of our listeners because you'll see just yeah. so much excitement for so many different people that, and you'll see like a lot of passion. Like there were some guys that were so passionate about Rami. That if you said anything negative yeah, about Ronnie, yeah, yeah. they're like basically you're about to get in a fight with somebody, and then you've yeah, got the Nick Walker annihilated people. on this. I'm getting annihilated on this one. Oh, you got yeah, the Nick Walker people. Yeah, all they see this. is Nick Walker, nothing else. There's no question. Nick's the only guy for the job. So it's like yeah, it's yeah. cool to hear what people. And then I, I think this year Derek's had a lot of that too. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's possibly. always cool to hear Samson. Now that's I think he's the the big up and comer. A lot of people are rooting for him. A lot of the guys from the UK I know that are just like no i've seen samson it's lights out he's gonna do it so i want to hear what the listeners have to say yeah well samson andrew and derek are probably the three most rapidly improving oh yeah without so question that, they're that's a real watch those three guys we'll see what so happens. at this point then that means nick walker is kind of like a, an established name you know, because it wasn't oh, yeah. too long ago that he was like the new up and comer, but no longer is that the case. Now he's just like high level established dude. Yeah. And he's always consistently in, in shape. Like he always has a shredded back double bicep and he's yeah. a huge freak. So like yeah. you have to respect that constantly. Like that's always just going to be a massive problem for everyone. Right. Yeah. A massive, a big, huge freak with a shredded back double bicep. It's like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> what are you going to do? So with those that? Nick's hams that get me. The hamstrings. It's just their yeah. individual cords. Even on when you can stand out on that stage with those guys, and you just see this. Even the side leg, you're like, you are next to Samson, who is ridiculous too. When you're like, yeah, like insane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. We had some listener questions. We had a bunch yeah, of those. Oh, I, okay. Oh, you had something else yeah, you were yeah. going to say, though? No, no, no. We're no, good. We've dug gonna, our graves. Just kidding. Okay. The list graves are dug. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Graves this is one. Move on. I haven't heard you guys comment on this at all. And in, in, for a minute there, this was the hot topic was uh, the Sam Sulik guy that, uh, you know, young guy who's making a lot of progress and, and everybody has their critique of him. Initially, I think I heard a lot of negativity, but then there was a lot of, you know, bite back to that. Scott Stevenson and I talked about him and both of us felt like, Hey, you know, this kid's doing his thing and he's growing muscle. So, you know, what do we have to say negative about it? But I'm here, curious to hear your thoughts. And the question was a random thought. I'd be interested to hear Ron's take on Sam Sulik. I feel like uh, the way Ron talks about his younger self, he is very similar to how Sam is now. I, Sam I, a lot of hoes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the, uh, they're, they're, they're all my girlfriends. 
They were all my girls. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, no, I love it. I, I love it. I checked out a couple of his videos. I watched a back workout video where he's like driving in his car and he's talking and then he goes and he trains back and he's in like a totally normal gym, yeah. like surrounded by normal people. And I know what that's like because I spent, you know, s- several years training in fitness gyms. Um, and uh, so I, I see him like doing, you know, seated cable rows of the whole stack. And there's like just like totally normal people around him, you know. And uh, I, I like I like how he just like eats a giant bowl of cereal. Like some having a, my pre-workout meal, having a giant bowl of cereal and just dumps like a liter of milk on it. And just I mean, that's how we ate. That's how we ate. We weren't. We weren't micromanaging everything at that level. Like, isn't he only 21 or something? Young guy. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I just, I I just, I, I, I'm not a big fan of people at that stage in their training living like tuna and rice monks. I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I love it. I love seeing them pound a shake and a bowl of cereal and then just go kick ass in the gym and have a better physique than everyone who's like measuring their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. You know what I mean? Like, because I I put up a post the other day about you know how you can't you can't get to like two fifty ripped until you get to like three hundred off season. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I just feel like the reason obviously the kid's got amazing genetics. Like he's a tank, and like you can even see in like his face, he's got like that all American football player head. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looked like you just put any any helmet for any sport on him and just throw him out there. And he looks like the type of kid that's like, let's go kick ass. Like he just yeah. looks like one of those natural born ass kicking athletes. You know what I mean? It's a great mm-hmm. way of putting ha- it. Yeah. And he just, I mean, we all know those guys and he just, he just happened to like bodybuilding. So now he's got that physique and I, uh, I love seeing that it's, it's hard ass, heavy training and just eating and yeah. loving life. He's not miserable. He's not obsessed with like how many grams of sugar he's eaten that day or whether there was butter on his restaurant meal or any of that yeah. stuff. He doesn't give a shit about that stuff. He's just <laughs> eating and training and it's and he's having fun with a big smile on his face. I love it. Good. It's good. The opposite of spreadsheet bodybuilding. The opposite exactly. of spreadsheet bodybuilding. Just pure passion passionate you know like a bottle of tests and a costco membership right we're right back yep. to that <laughs> we're right back <laughs> i got to plug I in i think the biggest thing that makes it funny to me the all the hate towards him was that he he's never said you guys should do what i'm doing yeah yeah you know and and it's funny because i actually put up a thing somebody asked me maybe a month ago when he was apparently bothering everyone that's wishes they had his uh, following yeah. about it. And and I commented with, you know, positivity and that clients are like, well, that's not how you work with me. And I'm like, well, you're not him. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it won't work for you. You'll get fat, you know? Um, and I think that that's the part that people have to remember is at the end of the day, all I look at is results, not how people get there. You know, when, when you win a show and you're sliced out of your mind and you go, oh, I was doing nine hours of cardio a day. You don't lose points for that. You're like, sucks you had to do that, but you did what it took to win, you know? Right. So when I was Sam's age, uh, I was eating nearly as poorly as him, and I didn't look anything like him <laughs> at all. Missing the muscle, lots more fat, 
it was a terrible mess. And uh, yeah, so it doesn't work for everyone. But same thing, like Ron did say, all kidding aside, like just loved training and, and eating and and it gets all that gets lost, you know, in the, they got the perfect diet. Well, for they have the perfect cycle, then a kind of decent diet and then no training. And they're like, I don't understand. You know, I would challenge yeah. a lot of people that are hating on Sam to train with him for a day. Yeah. Okay. Now do that for a month. I'm telling you, you're going to have a hard time keeping up with that kid. Cause he's a freak mentally. You know, I mean, I, I watched him the other day. I was laughing because he, he wanted to do, I watched one video of his and he was doing, um, hamstrings and he decided to go sit on a bench and do it off of a cable. And apparently it wasn't the same bench you use, whatever. So he goes back to the seated leg curl he started on and just did more sets. Okay. Seatbelted yeah. himself in, did three more disgusting sets. And he's like, all right, we're done with hams. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. You know, I mean, I had a, I wish people would realize even when I write programs that the reason that you have these other things is because you want them. Like, do you know what a lying leg curl and a standing leg curl are? The same thing. Only the standing <laughs> one's a little worse because you can cheat easier. You're just standing up instead of laying down. Yeah. You're on the same machine, kid. You know, so you, you can literally pick one curling movement and never leave it for the rest of your life and you'd be fine. And it should be. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> all this preference and fun. It's fun. There's a lot of preference. There's reasons, there's logical reasons why we'd want to, you know, have some variation. But at the end of the day, the overload's overload. And yep. like, hey, Sam's getting it done in that crappy little gym that I saw him training in. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just great to see him go back. Yeah. He's like, this isn't working. Absolutely. We're going to, and he said right on the thing is we're going to go back to what we did. And I'm like, that's as simple as it has to be. That's it. I, well, I predict we're coming full circle back to that. I think that he showed up at a time like it was meant to be, like the community bodybuilding that we needed to see more of that. And I think that's what this show represents too, is that it's the, it's the, the simplicity of what bodybuilding used to be what it can be. And I think we got away from it for like, as a community got away from it for a while. And now we have all these young guys that are petrified that they're not progressing on their lift. They, you know, they literally it's causing them stress. Like I have a client who's yeah. like mentally struggling because he didn't progress in the gym on his weights or reps this week. It's like, it shouldn't be causing you. And if it causes you that kind of stress in your life, it's not going to be fun. You're not going to want to keep doing this. Like, I want you to have fun with it. The way he's living his yeah. life right now and the way he's training, there's no reason that he'll ever want to stop doing that, you know? Yeah, right. for sure. I, I got I got a question for you. Let's say you, um, and, and it maybe, maybe it's varied. Let's say you're doing chest and you want to do, you know, incline dumbbell press and then you want to do this plate-loaded hammer machine that you like. And then you got a fly machine you want to use and then some crossovers or something and you're done chest. And you're thinking about it. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good chest day. And you get to the gym. Gym's real busy. Dumbbell area, no benches. So do you post up for 10 to 15 minutes and wait for a bench? Or do you just call an audible and grab the hammer incline that's sitting right there with nobody on it and just work on the hammer incline, start with that and mix, mix it up that day for chest. What, it, what are you more likely to do? <clears throat> for me, it would have been dependent on when, 
my career was because for obviously for a large chunk of my career, I literally lived and died by a scoreboard. But I also had set up my life in a way that I trained when people weren't at the gym. Yeah. So I had the I had the I had the I had the luxury. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd wait here and there, but it I think for a client of mine, I would hope that they would just grab a different piece of equipment and understand that the next time they get to that dumbbell press that John, that that Ron had listed that was supposed to be first, there's been even more time in between when they did it last in this time so they can expect some some even better progression. They're still going to base their numbers off that old one. But yeah, you in a busy gym, you have to. I mean, Ron and I have had some of some really good workouts on the road. And some of the gyms, we've literally found a, a set of cables and looked at each other and go, we're going to do our whole workout right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge like cable person, but trust me, if you get creative and there's lack of options or time, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm having this conversation with a lot of my more elite athletes right now. I'm like, don't be afraid to just randomly go, you know what sounds like fun today? That machine over there. And you know what? When I'm done with it, I might rack it and look over and realize a crossover is open and just walk over and bust out some 15 reps of something light and then go, ooh, brutal. I like, agree with you guys. It have to be you know, exact all the time, and it does make it fun. I mean, I did that to John yesterday training in the gym. We did a hack set, and I, I had him go – to failure and I actually added a plate on that he didn't know about. Um, nice. And then once he got there, I go, okay, follow me. And I had told him earlier, cause the, the gym's not open yet that we're training at. I had left five plates aside on that, on the leg press. Like, all right, cool. Go. And he just right, like, super he can't even yeah. breathe. And he's like, okay. And he gets there and he gets like 25 <laughs> reps and it's fun. We've never done that. We've been training for months, but we've never been in a gym where I could just steal a leg press for 10 extra minutes yeah, either. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And I think people should not be afraid to do that. It's going to shock your body. It's going to be fun. You're going to be sore in a different way. There's there's no negative to that move. Right. You right. know. Now, are you are what what if you get the first exercise done no problem? And it's the second exercise that you that is taken. Do you ever wait for that? My first yeah, exercise is more important. <laughs> yeah, oh, my I'll first never. exercise is more important. But hey, I got a spin for you guys. And I think you guys yeah. will get this. You'll agree with this. I don't know if the newer guys get it as much. So if there's like, say there's five benches, it's a big commercial gym. And I want to do a dumbbell incline press because that's what I, in my mind, that's what I want to start with. I am going to start with that exercise. If I had to wait, I'd wait. But more likely... How about I walk up to this dude that I've never met in my life and be like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Scott. Do you mind if I work in with you? People don't right. do that as much anymore. People are like, oh, they were, they were using the machine, so I couldn't use them. Be like, no, dude, right, they're right, going right. to be on it, and then I'm going to be on it, and then they're going to be on it. And guess what? I made a new friend by the time we're done, you know, and then I move on to the rest of my stuff. Avoid the friend part because that's a headache, but yeah. definitely <laughs> use the equipment. <laughs> Dusty's like, yeah I, I, yeah, I knew about this. I just didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, Scott. Look at him. See, the, the Scott's always trying to bridge Rich troubled waters. And uh, what, gyms, initially, gyms. I was like, I'm going to wait. Better. But then I was like, no, I'm going to ask the guy. Because I do okay. think that that's a problem nowadays. Well, People are, well, they aren't working in like they used to. I, as okay. an old man, I want to see the kids do the working in with each other on their okay, sets. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, what, what, what if in this scenario, everyone is already in a, a triplet training situation? 
Then I stand oh, so over them gym. and I fold my arms and I say, how many more sets you got? No, you did that wrong, Scott. Let me help you. That yeah. was your last set, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's sorry. the key line. That was your last set, wasn't it? Oh, that's no, that's, that's great. But you are right, Ron. I think that that's key is the first movement is the one that matters the most in, in all of my training. Yeah. Um, except for when those those times that I only did the one movement. But anyways. Um. <laughs> okay. We had a what bunch of other stuff. Got? What about this one? Now, this is going to come out the day after Halloween. Um, oh, speaking of which, so this is a Halloween question. Just kind of like a, a question I'm curious of. Are you guys familiar with the term Devil's Night? Devil's Night. Isn't, is that a movie title? It's a day. And it's actually, so we're recording this the day before Halloween. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know this. It's a Detroit thing. It's a Midwestern. It's a Michigan thing. And I think there's one other place in the U.S. that has it. Devil's okay. Night is the night before Halloween, before Halloween. where you go and like uh, egg people's houses and toilet paper things. You vandal. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. You do. Oh, you sounds very Detroitish. Yeah. So you guys moved it a day earlier just to extend the celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back in the eighties, that's when Halloween they. Yeah. Back in the eighties, it used to be where they would burn people's ho- like empty houses down. They would. <laughs> if I swear to wow. God, if you're in Detroit, like in the old days, you, it smelled like a bonfire because they were burning houses, and it made me really realize what it's like to be from Detroit. Because I, the first time I ever explained Devil's Night to people, wow. I was like, you know, the night before Halloween when you burn all the houses down. You guys don't do that. There? Detroit people are wild. <laughs> yeah. You use that as part of your let's become friends while we share a. Yeah, piece of equipment yeah. at the gym. What are you guys doing after the gym? What are you doing you today? Know, like it's double houses. Yeah, like, yeah, like the purge, Ron. In Detroit, in Detroit, gets all the equipment when he wants it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's but your address, anyways? Yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. They 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 throw okay. eggs and soap windows, all that. Anyway, Halloween. So this is going to be old by the time the guys hear it. But question first: Just bodybuilding. Which iconic horror movie villain villain do you think you could take on and beat up? To become the final survivor. It doesn't say beat. It just says beat. Oh, beat, beat to, to become. become. There's no Thank up. you. Hmm. Well, none of them. They're iconic horror movie villains. I would want to be killed by Jigsaw. I don't want to mess Jigsaw. with any of them. Sorry? I want to be killed by Jigsaw. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I okay, like the- him. It's the worst one to pick. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to go in, I want to go in. I want to just see how dark we go. I got to chop my leg off. What do I got to do? Right. Um, right. Yeah. You want to not beating them yourself. Yeah. 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 It's great. I, I, I'm life. thinking, I'm thinking that, you know, I might be able to like outsmart like Freddy Krueger in a dream or something, but ah. I, I don't want to actually fight anybody. These people have chainsaws and axes and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's very. You, know. you guys are both strong, though. I feel like you could take on like a Michael Myers. You know, if it came down to it, it's you or him. He's got the butcher knife, though, doesn't he? Have the butcher? You knife? just grab him by the arm. You know, you don't yeah, don't let him hit you with it, Ron. This is just yeah, he, you, this is what you've been training for all your life. But they survived all trip. those movies with all those other people that thought they knew how to fight as well. Yeah, this yeah. is why I hang by out. The time with they get to me, women. he's dealt with like twenty pissed off homeowners. Yeah, <laughs> it's no good. This is why you're hanging out with attractive women, though. That's who they chase. She Maybe. will fall. He will catch I, them. 
I could take on Rusty. Jason's mother from the first movie. There you go. <laughs> Jason Voorhees' mom. As long as Jason's oh, not around and he was still yeah, a little now kid, he's pissed. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. boy. Yeah, yeah. That would be it. All right. Oh, goodness. Dusty We're to watch a, a horror here. movie this year. Got to yeah? watch a horror mm-hmm. movie this year. We do that every year. Last year we watched Aliens or Alien, the first one, because it's technically a horror movie. Mm. And uh, we we love that. Are you guys going to watch something? You got to pick something. Uh, I feel like I'm being peer pressured now, so I guess yeah. I have to. The timing's yeah. a little shitty with us having to fly to the Olympia. I got packing to do, you know? Oh, Man, when do you guys leave? Know. Tomorrow. <sighs> Tomorrow? Okay. Tuesday. Not me. Tuesday. So they, okay. Thursday, but like early. Like, I don't know who booked the flights, and I realized it was me. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. What's uh, next, Scott? All right. So oh, yeah. uh, let's oh, see. Yeah. It's like a, a two-part one here. Let me bring them both up. So um, <clears throat> I put on forty pounds in a week on holiday after a very hard cut. Uh, ashamed of myself. Um, what was your biggest rebound after comp, and did you regret it? Maybe a question for Ron as well. And it's just bodybuilding. I brought that here for you, Ron. <clears throat> yeah, I have one of the worst rebounds I've ever seen. Really? Hindsight. At the time, I just was like, like, thought it was comical. It was almost like I was laughing every day. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then it got bad. But I put on 50 pounds Whew. in five days. 10 pounds after, a day. Yeah, after a show, 50 pounds in five days. It was fucking crazy. And looking back now, I realize it's because it was the perfect storm of like four things that would cause massive water retention. And uh, it was back in the 90s. I did a show. I won the. I won the overall. I won the over. Yeah, yeah. I, I won the overall. So uh, the show went really well. But I did, you know, almost no carbs for six weeks. Like extremely low carbs for six weeks. And I did. Um, we back then we didn't use much salt. So my sodium mm-hmm. was like I was using Mrs. Dash on my food and like oh, really yeah. using salt. And then, and then uh, the third thing was I used aldactone for like called four it. days. You did, Dusty, <laughs> you called a, it. A bit of aldactone for like four days. And then I didn't drink any water at all. Like we would go totally dry, like no, not even a sip. And I did that for like 20 hours. Yeah. So it was like a super harsh water cut on top of aldactone, on top of low sodium and extremely low carbs. Mind you, I was carving up during this time, but you know, that doesn't fix the fact that you've gone six weeks, no carbs and you're really sensitive and all that stuff. So as soon as the show was over and I put in like anything salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Dorito. The, yeah. Like as soon as I had like a restaurant meal, I literally like woke up the day after the show and I was already like, like, you know how the day after the show you look pretty damn good. Yeah. Sometimes even certain body parts look better. Like your quads might be more strided, but then maybe your back's not quite as hard. So it's like, you're like, eh, do I look better? No, no, I like literally the next day I was like, oh, like I'm holding a bunch of water already. Like mm. It was right away. And um, and it just, yeah, five days later, I was 50 pounds heavier. I was 244 on stage and I was 294 five days later. And I'd Whew. never been above 275. 275 was my <laughs> off season weight. That's the best. <laughs> you went yeah. 20 pounds above his biggest ever. 20 pounds Jesus. above my biggest ever. I just went... <laughs> And um, oh, so God. I went to the doctor on, on day five. I went to the doctor and I was like, okay, I put on, I've told this story a few times, but I said, I put 50 pounds on in five days. He goes, ah, oh, it's impossible. 
And I go, no. And I showed him a picture because I went to like one hour photo and got my photos. And I was like, this was me on Saturday. And he goes, no, it wasn't. Really? He didn't like, believe yeah, you. That's me on Yo, Saturday. Dated. And he was like, how? He's like, and I go, look, my tan is still like not even worn off yet. And he was yeah. like, but you, you look like, you don't look like you even died. I was like, you don't look no. like you lift like, weights. Yeah. He's like, yeah, fat like fat <laughs> and so he gave me Lasix. Okay. And he said, you're oh. going to, he goes, you're going to have to run some Lasix and get this fluid off you. So he gave me a prescription and I think I took Lasix for like 10 days or something like that. Oh. And my weight, but, but every day I woke up like pounds lighter, pounds, yeah. lighter, pounds, lighter, pounds, lighter, pounds, lighter. And I, I think I got all the way down under 270. Okay. And then I like went off the Lasix and I cut back. I was eating so much food those five days too. It was all, all my own fault. I was just eating like a crazy person. Yeah. I did that before and, too. Um, like I was on a mission. I was like seeing how much I could eat. I was like, Rawr. it's all muscle. So I got to fill yeah, out, you know, psycho behavior. But yeah. yeah, that was a terrible, terrible, terrible experience. And try not to feel like shame, but definitely get your shit together. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you can, he could probably drop 10 pounds off right away just by, just by getting everything together. I bet 10 pounds would just rinse out of them. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I think everyone in our era had done that. And that is one advantage to the, to the coaching pool now is like, you really prepare your clients to the best of your ability of what not to do, you know, make sure they're not going to go off the handles. Cause I did the same thing. Um, literally almost identical. I was smaller, but I had so much pain in my right kidney. Didn't even think about it at the time on the right side that I had to like lean over the counter at my store in between people. And then they would come in and I would just stand up and work with them and oh, then they'd leave and I would lean over. And I, I remember saying like, okay, if, if this pain doesn't subside in like one more day, I gotta go to the hospital. Like we got a serious problem. And it was just the same formulation as Ron only add pure stupidity of not like drinking straight water. Okay. You go from drinking right. so much water to like soda. And I wasn't a, yeah. alcohol drinker but i just drank a lot of bullshit yeah after the show and then of course you're eating like no one's ever going to let you eat again which yeah it's so funny because now you talk to anybody who's done that if they've stayed in the sport very long i get done with a show and i want steak and rice every single show steak and rice i'll have a you know a dessert maybe an appetizer but like the meal is steak and rice and i'm usually sliced for like a month yeah, after yeah, a show, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's just, yeah. I think you learn that lesson. Plus I also factor in the fact that you feel terrible when you work so hard to look a certain way. And literally two days later, yeah. no one even knows you competed. It's yeah. fun to enjoy that conditioning a little bit and look good and slowly bring the food back in let your body figure it out. It's like, you know, I, I appreciate my clients that have the discipline after a show to trust me and follow the diet. Cause they're like, dude, I'm hungry. I'm like, if we gauged it off of your hunger, you would gain 50 pounds in yeah. like a week or two because your, your appetite's unstoppable. So yeah, I understand it's probably harder now than during prep because now the only thing stopping you is, is me telling you not to, yeah. there's no like repercussion of getting on stage looking like crap, you know? So it's definitely not worth it as he's learned. But like Ron said, I mean, you, you can't trip on what's behind you. You already did it. Get your act together. Get that off of you. And now, just like the three of us staring at you, go, yeah, I ain't doing that again. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. hard not yeah. to, though, like you said, Dusty. It's like you can tell clients, too, all you want, and sometimes they still <laughs> – you know, five days after the show, they're, they're telling you all leading into the show, like how, what they want to do for their off season, what their goals are. And then they disappear for two weeks. You know, yep. you reach out to them, they don't respond. And then they come <laughs> back and they're like, Hey, yeah. So I kind of dropped the ball. You know? <laughs> I did it too. I called it the great eatcation because I went on a vacation yeah. like two weeks after the show. And that first week I was kind of okay. You know, I did like cheat meal and then went back on plan and cheat meal and back on plan and then went out of town for like four days or five days and just ate and ate and went to the grocery store and got bagels. And then all the bagels were gone and then ate and went out to eat. And finally, like the third day of that trip, we were going to like do some hiking, walking up the sand dunes and I couldn't do it. Like I just felt like, man, I don't know why my legs keep getting so pumped. Like I can't even walk and I get home. I was, I I was a middleweight. It was my second show. And uh, I, so I, I think I was 172 on stage. And then I, I had to have been over 200. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a 30 pound, 30 pound gain. Didn't even look like I lifted because I wasn't big. You know what I mean? I just looked like right. a fat guy at that point. <laughs> like you said, fat tan, still had the tan on, you know, fat tan, fat with a patchy tan. <laughs> I love the, oh, um, God. I, I love the vacation after a show. Cause I learned that the hard way. My first oh, yeah. overall, I got peeled out of my mind and I went directly from California to Vegas to have fun. Yeah. And I slept for like three days. I was just tired. I didn't yeah. do anything. It was the worst <laughs> vacation for my wife at the time that I could ever, I mean, literally I was so tired. I just like stayed in the room and slept and then woke up and like, I was like, we could eat. So now I know it's like week or two after the show, normalize, then go have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, see what else don't we have a, don't have a jammer while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We tried our best to have one. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what about this one here? Um, um, there's an old axiom in, in baseball that says that the best managers were usually mediocre players because during their playing career, they had to work harder and be smarter about their training methods to compete with those that were more gifted and talented. Um, do you guys think that this tends to be true about bodybuilding as well? Um, well, I mean, to a certain degree, it's, it's equally as applicable as it is to any other situation. I think, um, I mean, Quite often, the greatest players aren't the best coaches. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do see that. And I think that's exactly why. Um, but, you know, there's exceptions to each side of it. But I think it's just as common as it is in other sports. I don't think it's necessarily more common or less common. I don't know. Right. There's only one. You got to remember, like, bodybuilding's funny because for big chunks of its history, there's one champ, Right. You know, mm-hmm. like Arnold had seven, you know, Lee had eight, you know, Dorian had six. Like there's these big swaths of time where there's one champ and everyone else is a loser. <laughs> That's right. how bodybuilding kind of works, right? So it's like, it's, it's, you know, at what level are you accomplished? Like if you get a pro card in the 90s, you're one in like one in very few, you know, there's very few people, right? So I don't know, like what's, what does best mean? Like, like at what level are you a great player? You know, what makes you a great bodybuilder? Who's great? You know, 
mm-hmm. someone have a pro card, does that make them like elite? Like, or is that because like, your standard, like, no, no, like top five at the Olympia, how many of those guys coach, right? Like well, right. none of them, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Ron. Like, I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with anything. Um, because for example, Terrence is a phenomenal coach. You know, he knows his stuff inside and out. He's phenomenal with his clients and he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, right. I right. think it really comes down to more because outside of genetics, bodybuilding is not about talent. You know what I mean? And I know it sounds like a funny thing to say, but it's about work. Hmm. Like, that's why I love it. You know, when other sports, like you, you just, you're literally born, you know, I mean, Dante messaged me after the last, after the brief body or a hockey conversation we had, it was like, Oh, I wish you'd went more in depth with that. Yeah. Because people really don't understand. Like in those other sports, it's literally talent. Like when, when no one understands, why are you good at this? You've never done it in your entire life. You know, whereas bodybuilding, sure, you have genetics, but I feel like Derek Lungsford can identify with the hell you have to go through just like I can. He was just better at it, but he's Hmm. went to the darkest places. You don't think Flex Lewis has ground through hell in that slow sludge to get in that shape? He has. His finished result being better doesn't mean he can't teach it. I think the only thing that you sometimes run into, and it has, again, it doesn't have to do with whether they were good or not, is some of us are not patient with people who cannot get it Uh, because it's not optional. Like that's the most irritating thing to me in bodybuilding now is this quest to find an easier way. Yeah. Like, no, don't look for an easier way. Look for the best way. And I think that's something that some people, you know, we joke about it at home because Nikki would be terrible. If she was a coach, she would be terrible. There's no she patience. doesn't give a shit about why you couldn't do it. There's yeah, no excuse. Yeah. You didn't die. That's the only thing that would stop you from doing cardio <laughs> in her brain. Right? You know, so I don't think it applies to make a really long winded thing because there are great on both ends. And I know some guys that actually, you know, as much as we like to complain, I think it's great if you understand bodybuilding, if you've done it, I do think that helps. Yeah. But it's not a gatekeeper either. There are people who've never really done this at all that just know how to get people in shape. It's not that hard. What about the, here, here's a perspective for you. Uh, what about the fact that like, how, how important is the coaching to the person? Is it a pro that just is like now offering coaching on the side or is it, you know, they have like a bunch of other businesses that is their real focus or is it somebody that like, this is their career? Like, this is what they're doing. This is like Terrence. I think Terrence for him He's looking at his future and he's saying like, okay, I'm not going to do bodybuilding competitively for my entire life. I need to think about something afterward. And he's kind of set himself up for this is going to be my path. So he's taking it serious. So is it a guy like that? Or is it a guy that's like, yeah, I'll take your money. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a huge (laughs) difference. That's a huge, huge difference because they're, they're, they're there for you. And one more caveat to that is, is make sure that the coach and the client relationship fits. Yeah, I, I put right in my on my questionnaire how I coach in hopes that people read it and really get it. Like, I absolutely know what I'm doing, but I might not be the right coach for you. So I'm not offended if you look at it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's another factor. It's like, you know, I'm going to hold you to a really, really high standard. Um, but you're also never going to call me on the phone. 
And, uh, but people want, some people want that like yeah. they do. And I can't, and this is the logic behind that. And I know some people like probably shake their head when they hear that a 10 minute conversation on the phone that can be handled in a lot of other ways takes 45 minutes. Yeah, it really does. And if you have, this is way less than me, but if you have 20 clients, do the math. You know what I mean? It, it's just not necessary. Chris and I never talked about bodybuilding on the phone. We talked a lot yeah. on the phone as friends, but never bodybuilding. Bodybuilding were like four word emails back and forth. Or it was like one minute of the conversation. We like, what yeah. are your carbs? 200. Let's go to 150. Yep. How's everything going? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I got to fly here. I'm coaching Andrew for this show, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, the, the, the work was done the other way, but you are right, Scott. I think for a lot of people, they just say, well, wait a minute. I'm so-and-so and everybody knows me and I got 4 million followers. Yeah. If I offer to put this up, I'll get 100 people to give me $200 a month. Right, right. You Mike know. Davies put it one time because Mike Davies has coached since forever. Like before, yeah, they had, awesome. yeah, before they had the internet, you know, back he, they were sending pictures and stuff like that in the mail. He was one of those guys. And he had said that, there is a difference between somebody who coaching is their career, like the three of us, we make our money through coaching for the most part. And, yeah. and between that guy and the guy who's doing it as a side hustle, I can make a few extra bucks coaching. There's a big difference. Cause at the end of the day, like I got to pay my electric bill. I got to pay my insurance, stuff like that. So it's, it's freaking important that somebody is the best they can be because that's how I pay my bills, you know, or mm -hmm. is it so that I can like buy a Gucci purse for my wife or something? You know what I mean? There's two different right. standards there. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So. Do you buy Gucci purses? No, I never have in my life, but. You thought about it though, just now. Just now. Victoria would kill you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably would. <laughs> I got a real important one that I forgot about here, guys. This is so this is in response to first of all, I didn't realize that mentor video, that was some dark shit. All right. So yeah. Ray died the day the after day. that that video. Yeah. I didn't that realize. Was I didn't either. And it was then, like two thousand or something, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand one, I think somebody said. Remember that. we thought we thought it was early nineties or something, because we just couldn't tell and then we just were like, what? time period is this and i think a lot of you guys solved that problem yeah and then mike died two days after that so dark stuff that we were involved in there that we didn't even realize but you had said ron they were talking about like those slow concentrics and you're like man why don't they get more aggressive with those reps that's the one thing you do different and somebody said for building muscle why would you explode through a rep it makes no sense for building muscle it is proven that time under tension is what builds muscle exploding through a rep is for sports to build explosiveness slow concentrics help with time under tension it works uh, teaching people to explode every rep makes it uncontrollable and injuries are caused there's a, a fundamental misunderstanding of enormous being said enormous <laughs> misunderstanding and they're not correct um, the studies show that when you have the intent of moving the bar with speed, there are more muscle fibers recruited. And that slow concentrics don't recruit as many muscle fibers as fast concentrics. The reason the bar is not actually flying out of your hands and causing injury is because you're using a good weight that is challenging. 
So when you're using like a warm up weight 135, you're not supposed to like explode and throw it around and jing the, jingle the plates at the top and all that stuff. That's of course, you're going to be just moving them and warming up and getting things moving. But when it comes to working with a weight, and I'm not talking also to people misunderstand explosiveness. They think of bringing the bar down and then they think of going, bam, no, no, bring it down and, and from a technical dead stop, even if it's only a quarter of a second, that's what you drive up from. So we're not adding bounces or anything like that. People think that's explosiveness because they think of Olympic lifters with like the bar flexing and using momentum and stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about accelerating into the bar as hard as you can to move it. And that's, that's what I believe we want to do with our work sets is drive with the intent of moving the bar or the platform or whatever we're driving against with speed. Now, you obviously have to use your brain as to whether you've, you've got like a, maybe you've got a lightweight on that you're going to do 30 reps with. You're not going to move it as fast as possible off the bat because it's a lightweight, but that's not what we're talking about. Right, Dusty? Yeah. Is it, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, that was, it was, it was, it was funny reading that because, um, slow overall, to limit the, your load. Yeah. yeah every, everything, I mean, and, and this is an opinion. Like, this is facts. Like you, you should dig deeper on the research because it's it's literally not correct to say that. So first factor, and that's a, a fear of the internet because anyone with a anyone with, with a keyboard's got a microphone. Um, but the other factor is simple. Like you, like you said, Ron, you you cannot explode the same way. Like I actually do warm up. Like for example, on a barbell row, I do one just kind of like feel with with 135 and i do one where i'm yanking it i still have complete control it's not hitting me in the stomach but right. if you heard it you would hear the weight click at the top and back down when i push back down you get same moving. with 225 same with 315 that right. way i'm not getting all the way to 405 495 and now starting a totally different movement yes you know yeah, I understand but now that it too. doesn't yeah. it doesn't look explosive anymore like you said because well it's 400 pounds um right but it does play a huge huge role and if you want to get into the the dirty, you know, truth of the best way to put on muscle mass, it would then be at the top to hit that and then control, not slow, but control and make sure the muscles are working on the way down. Don't drop it, you know, and that's the difference between us and powerlifters is they don't give a shit. They just want it back to the ground as soon as possible so they can pull again, you know, and, and, and a quick way to argue that I always like to just break things down to the most simple thing. Uh, how does a sprinter's legs get so big? It's yeah, all yeah, explosive. explosive. It's all and violent. And the, the time under tension thing, I would argue as well. I don't think time under tension, like none of the studies say that time under tension is a key driver of hypertrophy. If anything, they say volume is a key dri driver of hypertrophy. And however you interpret volume, whether it be mm -hmm. maximal loads for high intensity sets and all that sort of stuff, um, how you uh, interpret volume can vary. But... Uh, time under tension that's not the key driver because like you know having 20 pounds on a bar and sitting at in, in the middle of a rep that's technically tension but that's not going to be the key driver of hypertrophy so you have to be careful when you sort of like see one thing as like the most important factor it's yeah total volume is what drives hypertrophy and mm -hmm. we know we know that from a lot of studies you know so you have to find ways to work around that and with that um 
but yeah, I, I, I get his point though. Like he thinks that we're doing like bouncing reps and throwing bars around and that's not what we meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I knew what you meant too, but I thought it was important because it was a great conversation. Yeah. And I, it was something, I, it took me a period of time, I guess, to figure this out too. I remember, I remember when I learned this, it was training with Shelby and we were, it was a leg day and I usually always trained back with him, but we were doing legs. I, I could make it out on the day he trained legs, which I usually worked that day. So the special day I'm out there, we were on the hack squat and I remember uh, you know, nice slow negatives, like I always do, and then a slow concentric up. And he said, "Hey, why don't you try driving that more aggressively?" And of course, being controlled, we're always in control yeah, yeah. when we're being uh-huh. aggressive. Like we're not just blasting through the roof, right? Um, and and I tried it, and and this would be my challenge to to this guy or anybody that questions this idea is if you always use slow concentrics, hop on the hack squat or another compound leg movement, and and push out five reps aggressively yet controlled and feel how that feels. You will feel, I felt the difference. I was like, Oh crap. Like the amount my legs felt from those reps. I dug so much deeper into the, into the tissue. Like you could feel it. I didn't need a study to tell me it was instantly like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. I need to do this more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially cause we have high threshold motor units, which are like not all the muscle fibers are as easy to get to fire. Mm. Like some of them are lazier. And they, mm-hmm. they hold off. They're more stubborn. And if you really want to activate everything, like we see maximal activation comes from maximal drive against the bar. Yeah. Right? Right. So, I, yeah. I feel like back in the day, most of us, actually our form was was too textbook in the beginning because we all learned from magazines. And I never got to watch anything. Uh, so I learned reading and I read, this is how you do it. And then... I trained that way, and then I started meeting JJ Marsh and other top guys, and they're like, "What? What are you doing?" And then they essentially undid my perfection, and then I started growing quickly, you know. And I went, "Oh, okay." What you do think of perfection? Yeah, Yeah. because I mean, based on you know, if if I were to write down the way I do uh, a row now. And then compare it to what I read in a magazine. I am not doing it correctly at all. It sure. is terrible form, um, and I feel like that's the line. And each individual needs to find that for themselves. Where it's like, okay, here's the alleged textbook version, and here's where I feel the most. And I feel like that word is where things get lost a lot. It's like, okay, but did you feel it? Because if you go into the gym and you're Say you followed me and you're like, All right, I'm going to do what Dusty does. If you aren't feeling your back from your neck to your ass, then you're not feeling what I feel. So, you know, did you feel it more your way and, and feel through, you know, what, what works for you? Because that's the biggest factor that somehow gets lost with people. It's just like the Sam thing. No one's telling you to do it this way. It's just how we do it or how I do yeah. it. Yeah. And I tell the, the newer someone is, the more I... I think one time it was recent where we said, you know, not everyone's going to feel every exercise, especially when they're new, but are you getting a crazy pump in the right right body? That's a feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're doing bent over rows and you don't really feel them in your back, but let's say you're, you know, let's say you're you're only been training a short time or whatever and you're doing bent over rows, but you're like, I don't know. I don't really feel those. The bar's just hitting like the bar hits my belt and it goes to extension and I'm just doing them and they get hard and then I hit failure. But when they stand up and 
you know, walk around for a few minutes between sets, they get crazy pumps in their lats. And yeah. they go to the next set and they get an even better pump. When that's happening, you're on that the right the track. Yeah. <laughs> you're, and then the next day your lats are sore. If that stuff's happening, like don't worry about what you're feeling in the gym yet. It'll come with time. But but yeah, yeah but but you're still feeling the muscle. It's yeah. sore and it's pumped. So yeah. yeah. So there's the feel. That's, the feel is yeah. just yeah. That's the extension versus the leg press. I mean <laughs> extension yeah, always yeah. feels worse to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I've, uh, I've got, got next got. That's that's all we have for questions. I have one more for you guys. I'm going to put you on the spot to get you to either commit or let people know what's going on for next week. So you guys are traveling. I don't know if Monday is going to be an option, but if not, do you guys want to do a live Wednesday if that's an option? I figured we'd let the people know now if we if that was something you guys wanted to do or if we're going to take the week off or whatever, we just keep people no weeks posted. Off. Okay, I I'm good to go next uh, Monday. I mean, I'm okay. back on Sunday, yeah. so I'm good. Okay, to go. we'll be back. Yeah, we'll okay. be normal. We can do our Olympia wrap up and talk about we our trip. leaving people out yeah. for sure. Yeah, we talk about the top five <laughs> and leave we'll out number skip one, the winner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get sidetracked on the second place guy, and we'll go for ten minutes over here, and then we'll just move on to listener questions. <laughs> I can and see it happening. To, shout out to everybody, including Drea. I'm excited to see how she does. We were supposed to get together and shoot some video this week, but she had some stuff going on, and we couldn't we couldn't make it happen. So I didn't get to see her one more time before yeah, the the Olympia. Yeah. She's got a busy week ahead of her. Yeah, and we'll definitely uh, all the best to uh, Sean Clarita and yes. Andrea because they're they're both defending and uh, they're both going to repeat. I uh, predict two repeats from. The, oh yeah, uh, the mutant team at the Sean's looking crazy. Year. Sean's looking Sean, absolutely nuts. Sean and I think Sean mentally and where his life is with his new house in Dallas and his, his family and everything mm -hmm. clicking on all cylinders and he's doing so well with business and I yeah. just think Clarita's just on a on a just on a mission and I think it's, he's going to uh, repeat once again and then uh, I think uh, Dre is going to smash everybody again so that's the prediction it should be a fun weekend at the mutant booth <laughs> hell yeah absolutely absolutely okay. remember everybody like share subscribe comment and ring the bell ring the bell i am mutant.com get your iso surge get your all in and everyone should get on the gear remember dusty 20 big ron 20 thanks everybody remember the patreon for think big bodybuilding Remember, support the uh, the shows and keep a producer homed. Thank the you, Patre guys. Patreon is much appreciated, and uh, we do feature the questions from you, Patreon and YouTubers. So get on there and help us out, and, and we appreciate it. And we can use uh, questions for the yes. next show. So, guys, comment with your questions. We'll be sure to yes. get those in. Okay. Not just the anger of our poor yeah, Olympia. You can, you can tell us yeah. how much you hate us, too, well, and that too, all that. A question you know? underneath of it. Yeah. Like, why are these two idiots on the show? Something like that. <laughs> um, I sort of snuck in two top threes there. I don't know if you caught that, but I sort of covered the bases. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate it, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding.